0: Hey, Think Realty! Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, Eddie Wilson here, the founder of Think Realty as well as podcast host. Sometimes I let Abby get in and do it with me, uh, but today no Abby. I'm doing it alone because I've got some great guests. That I want to keep all to myself, and uh, I'm super excited <laughs> about that. But um, before I jump in, uh, let's do a quick thank you to our podcast sponsor, which is Residential Assisted Living Academy. Residential Assisted Living Academy introduces you to a lucrative opportunity that can yield $10,000 per month in net cash flow uh, for you as well as uh, those uh, who survive you. Uh, it's a great legacy play, and you can learn more about that at RAL101.com. That's RAL101.com. Um, let's jump into our guest our guest today is Joe Siegel and Joe uh, where are you coming uh, from today Joe coming to you today from Orlando Florida Orlando Florida all right well my home uh, is in Jacksonville Florida but I'm actually a shooting podcasts from Kansas City so I'm not too far from you uh, <laughs> but uh, let's jump in if you don't mind talk to us about um, talk to us about uh, your company and uh, and the uniqueness of that and just kind of give us 30,000 foot view
1: Okay. Well, I'm a lawyer and our company, my land trustee, focuses on keeping you anonymous in the official records. So okay. your name doesn't appear on your real estate. That's what we did.
0: Yeah. And why is that important to a real estate investor? Well, you want to be sued for doing something bad,
1: not for doing well. So you don't want somebody to look up your name on the records and see everything that you own and see you as a target for a lawsuit.
0: Yeah, and so do you do a lot of work in the asset protection space? Is that primarily what you focus on?
1: We focus on land trust in particular in Florida, protecting the real estate and protecting you from your real estate. Uh, We don't really get into the domestic asset protection trust or the uh, offshore asset protection trust, but for real estate inside the state of Florida, we definitely keep that hidden from, uh, from view.
0: For sure. And so, you know, as you as we talk about that, um, talk to me about kind of like legal and practical considerations when it comes to uh, doing something like this, like the tactical side. What does it mean if I want to engage in something like this, and what does it look like?
1: Well, I know that a lot of your clients are fix and flip or buy and hold. So, what they do is a lot of your listeners. A lot of what they do is uh, put their neck out there for future buyers or renters or their guests to come after them. So from the 30,000 foot view, what you would do is before you close, you let us know, Hey, I want to put this into a land trust. We then coordinate with the title company or, or law firm who's handling the closing work with them to make sure that everything's titled properly. We sign all the documents for the purchase comes right into the land trust and your name never appears on the records to begin with. So that when you go to sell the property, again, no one knows that you ever owned this property. And should a buyer, uh, or if you have a tenant, if you're a buy and hold, if that tenant or one of their guests wants to sue the landlord, the owner of the property, they're going to name the trust. So if you own a lot of properties, or if you buy and sell and flip a lot of properties in a year, you're probably gonna to wanna to keep each one of them separate from you and separate from each other mm-hmm. so that if anything happens at that property or if anything happens to you, it's not gonna affect each other.
0: Yeah, and you know, a lot of real estate investors uh, have heard a, a million different things on and protecting their assets and how to do it and how to best do it. Why would this be different than, you know, say, just opening up your LLC in Wyoming or Delaware where The name of the owner of the LLC is different. Like, talk to me about the differences or the nuances between doing something like that versus doing a land trust.
1: That's a good question. And we get that all the time. In fact, I had the question just this morning from a a client during a consultation. Sure. And what we find is that, and I for 25 years I was in title Mm -hmm. on title agencies for 25 years. I just got out of it last year. And being a former title agent, a reformed title agent, I know that when someone comes in and they own a property in an LLC, we're gonna ask to see your articles of organization. We're gonna ask to see your operating agreement. And we're gonna have you sign an affidavit that you are the manager or you are the sole member of the company, whatever the case may be. We record that, you sign everything and you either put a mortgage on the property or or you sell the property. Mm -hmm. When people would come to us and they had a Delaware, a Nevada or a Wyoming LLC, we were really just taking them at their word if we didn't know them already if we weren't the law firm that had put them into that llc in wyoming or delaware then we were just taking them at their word that yeah you are truly the owner of this llc because you've handed me documents that says you're the owner i have no way of verifying that i can't go online in wyoming delaware or nevada and check it just to make sure that your name is truly there and you are the real owner and it hasn't been changed in the past two days or two weeks or the past year so in a way it's a little too anonymous to do it that way and that's the danger you have is being a little too anonymous when you use us a third party as your trustee and we're the largest in in the state of florida so we're typically the trustee when the third party is used then anyone who walks into a title company and says hey this is held in land trust i'm selling it the title companies know us And if they don't know us, they can definitely find us and they're going to contact us to confirm that. And then we're going to check our records. We're going to contact the beneficiary, typically the real estate investor, to make sure that they are truly wanting to sell this property before we sign anything. Mm -hmm. And also then it's more convenient for the investor, too, because they don't have to actually go to closings to purchase the property or to sell the property. And we're not just all the time. We're not just hiding the name. A lot of times we're hiding the purchase price, too, or the sales price. A lot of investors use us for that purpose as well inside the land trust.
0: Yeah. Do you have any just practical examples of how this worked or how it's maybe protected someone or you've got you know, kind of use cases that we could kind of put in front of the real estate investors so they kind of see themselves in this, in this space?
1: Yeah. One, one case was from years ago. It's one of my favorite ones to talk about that it was a flipper. They had bought the house, took them about two months to renovate it. Turn around, resell it. And a few weeks after the closing, the buyer contacted me and said, Hey, you've sold me a house and it's eaten up with termites. And of course, he had not had a termite inspection done. And our client, the beneficiary real estate investor, didn't know that it had termites sure. uh, or they would have dealt with it. But the man threatened to sue. And he kept screaming over the phone at me as the seller. I was the trustee of the trust that sold the property and telling me he was gonna sue me for selling him a property infested with termites and failing to disclose that hidden defect. And I finally was fed up enough. I said, you know what, you can sue us. And the only asset that this trust ever had was the home you were sitting in that is being held together by the termites holding hands. So if you want to sue us, go right ahead and you will have an empty judgment, but good luck with that. Uh, we've had several other cases where over the years they have uh, sued and it was again, just an empty vessel because uh, the property that the trust held was just that real estate and nothing else. And the investor had gotten their cash, they were done, they, they'd gotten their money. So there's no going after them, there's no piercing the veil of the trust or, or anything like that. So that's, that's just one story out of thousands I could tell all day long.
0: Sure. And kind of one last question. Uh, maybe I'll go two last questions. I think we got enough time. Uh, one last uh, kind of question specific to the trust, though. Um, as far as managing a trust, um, you obviously always have to have a trustee involved. What's that? What's the practical side of that? So I, let's say I want to take this, this property, I want to put it in a land trust. I have to have this trustee like what's that relationship and how does that structure uh, work? The
1: trustee is extremely powerful
0: because as trustee, we have the right to buy,
1: sell, lease, and cumber and sell the property. So we always tell people, be very careful. We know a lot of people who just go to their family lawyer or even their real estate lawyer and say, here, hold this in trust for me. You're going to be my trustee. And we warn a lot of, I, I'm a real estate lawyer myself. I've been one for uh, since 1990. Six, And I always warn real estate lawyers and others who are serving as, as trustee for people to be very careful because you're the one whose name will appear in the lawsuit for the, as the defendant. And if you've not set up a separate company, if you're not set up with those processes and procedures to ensure that everything's done properly and papered up and, and everything, that's one thing on the trustee side. On the beneficiary side, the person who is entrusting this property to the trustee, that's another story, just one of many I can tell you, where people have named their brothers and sisters and secretaries and assistants and friends as their trustees, and they have mortgaged the property, taken the money and disappeared. They have uh, sold the property. They have not maintained the property according to what was was told to be done they've they've just done nothing that they were supposed to do and there's no recourse Mm -hmm. with us i mean again we hold over 2100 properties in the state of florida in 65 and 67 counties so and i'm a lawyer licensed in four jurisdictions and i have a lot on the line we have cyber insurance we have fidelity insurance for crimes we have Uh, general liability insurance. We just have tons of insurance to cover us. Plus we have backup plans and processes and procedures in place uh, to handle any situation that comes along. And we've we've seen a lot uh, that can happen. So we know how to help avoid all of that from ever happening in the first place now. So you always have to be very careful in who you're choosing as your trustee. And that's why we, and again, we recommend a third party trustee, a professional trustee like us, because it's someone that every title company can find. They have that reputation behind them already as above board and doing things properly. And no one's really going to suspect anything's, you know, untoward or illegal or fraudulent about what's happening. And you don't have to worry about us running off with your property or your money.
0: Yeah. Very good. Last question. And that is just any last pieces of advice that you have for a real estate investor, whether they're a novice or they've long-time investor, just any last pieces of advice that you might give somebody that's in this space, especially in the current marketplace that we're in?
1: In the current marketplace? That's good. Right now, we
0: don't know what the values are
1: going to do. In fact, I put out a newsletter every week, and one of the stories I was just reading about is why are prices still going up if Mm -hmm. supply is going up because it's sort Mm -hmm. of out of whack. So who really knows? I think we're sort of in a boring market, but I just tell my investors right now, take whatever you think it's going to sell for after repair value and probably deduct anywhere from 10 to 25% off of that, just to be safe. I've had a, I've had a lot of investors over the past year, who have taken a bath mm-hmm. because of uh, overestimating the value of what the property's gonna be worth when they're done with it. I think we're sort of out of those woods to a large extent right now, but I, I'm still leaning on the cautious side. I've been through several re- deep recessions in real estate, and this is just another one.
0: Sure.
1: And, and I'm just uh, telling my investors to just be a little more conservative in their numbers and their estimates of after repair value. Yeah,
0: very good, great advice. Um, How can our viewers, listeners uh, catch up with you, get the newsletter that you just spoke about, how can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, the best way to do it is you just go to mylandtrustee.com, and from there you can subscribe to the newsletter, that gets you into our orbit, and you'll also have our media page uh, to see everything else I've ever spoken about or written about. And you just get a lot more information about land trusts in general from there. That's great,
0: awesome. We're planning on doing a Orlando conference in 2024. We'll have to make sure to have you out to uh, speak to our real estate investors that come out to Orlando, uh, since that's uh, your backyard. Oh yeah, I'd love to do it. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Appreciate it. Thanks for all the great insights for real estate investors. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. One last thank you to our sponsor uh, for the podcast is Residential Assisted Living Academy. Residential Assisted Living Academy uh, is, it it introduces you to a lucrative opportunity that can yield $10,000 a month net cash flow for you. Uh, And you can learn more about that at RAL101.com. That's RAL101.com. And then don't forget about our March conference coming up on March 28th and 29th, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. You can get a buy one, get one free ticket uh, by going to thinkreality.com and using the word podcast. The code podcast will get you a buy one, get one free. We'd love to have you and a guest come to the conference in Phoenix, learn more about real estate investing. We'll have tons of vendors and sponsors and speakers there. Uh, And then you heard me uh, say that we're also going to Orlando next year. And uh, that one's still to be determined, uh, but we'd love to see you out in Phoenix in March. If you don't have our latest uh, issue of of the Think Realty magazine, make sure you go to the local Barnes & Noble and pick it up off the bookshelf, or you can just go to thinkrealty.com and have it delivered to your home. Uh, We'd love to support you on your real estate investing journey. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people have trusted us for information and content to help them grow their real estate investment business, and we're so appreciative that you've allowed us to influence you in the same space. So thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.